Good evening. I'm glad you came back tonight. Um, it's good to see everybody, and uh, hope that you had a, a great afternoon. Um, hope that uh, you were able to spend some time with family, uh, thinking, reflecting on some of the things that Stan talked about this morning. Um, we have just a, a brief time together tonight to kind of finish things off and hopefully focus um, focus a little bit more on uh, what we should be thinking about. Uh, focus a little bit more uh, on those heavenly things instead of letting the earthly things uh, weigh us down quite as much. And that's that's one of the one of the goals and one of the I guess difficult things to do. And there are a lot of distractions. Um, you name it, uh, we can we can let any worldly care uh, get in our way and just just uh, carry us down and drag us down. Um, tonight, I want to talk a little bit about that, and we're going to look in Matthew 13 um, at one part of the parable of the soil. So, if you want to to look there, we'll be there in uh, just a second. Matthew chapter 13, and beginning in verse. Seven. We'll skip straight to um, the section that I, I want us to focus on. Verse 7 says, Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them out. Um, and then verse 22 explains what he, what he meant by that or, or, or what this is likened unto. Um, so the thorns, he said in verse 22... As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. So today we think about together just for a few minutes those, those thorns, those distractions, uh, the weeds um, that can grow up in our lives and choke out the seed or the word of God. I was shown a study uh, not too long ago uh, that talked about the anxiety in the lives of young people. Uh, it's pretty uh, eye-opening, but it's not surprising uh, in many ways. But one of the things that stood out to me as they were comparing uh, the anxiety levels in in uh, teens today. Uh, one one thing that they that they stated was that anxiety levels, average anxiety levels today, creep up toward the same levels that psychiatric patients from the 1950s had. Um, and so, uh, of course, the correlation there being that there, th these young people today just worry and stress so much more, seemingly, uh, than than people used to. And and maybe you know we could try to trace the the purpose or the the reason for that. Won't do that today, but there are certainly whether you're young or old, there are tons of things uh, that that work like these weeds, work like these thorns in our lives that come up and just continually wrap around us and, and try to choke uh, the Word of God out of us. Uh, the, the, the truth that He wants us to know, the, the hope that He wants us to have, all those things that He wants for us um, are constantly being attacked. Um, worry can take a huge toll on us spiritually, uh, mentally, and of course even physically. Um, 
There are multiple apps on phones. I know the kids had one of these downloaded on our phone at, at one point. But these apps that uh, will show you will show you your true age based on you know you'll take a quiz and it'll it'll uh, it'll tell you how old you are. Um, and I took one a while back and I, I I can't I don't remember all the details, but I remember my my age was somewhere close to 50. I'm 38, so. Uh, I always thought that I was as laid back as they come, but maybe not. Um, if cell phone app quizzes are always perfectly reliable, maybe. But worry can take its toll on us in so many different ways if we let it. And obviously Jesus was here uh, trying to let us realize that and, and realize that, hey, this is so serious that it can take away your spiritual life, um, allowing the cares of the world, um, the cares about things like money and, and, uh, and other uh, physical pursuits, uh, but anything really. Um, and so many, so many anxieties, so many worries, of course, are rooted in those two words, what if, right? Uh, what if I lose my job? What if, uh, what if there's more month at the end of the or month at the end of the month than there is money at the end of the month? And uh, you know we we talk about what ifs when it comes to um, you know things that we could have done. Maybe I wish what if I had done things this way. Um, but most of our worries based on that are, are, are things that have not happened yet. In fact, a lot of the things uh, that we worry about won't ever happen. But we worry about what ifs, and, and, and that's natural. Um, we let them distract us, and they become a problem when we let them cause us to stand still, uh, to, to stop moving, to stop doing um, we find ourselves getting distracted with all the worries of life and then that seed um, is choked out and never grows fruit. But move over to Philippians 4. And I want us to look there for a few minutes. Philippians 4 and verse uh, 7 first. Just, if I can find it. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, we'll look at this in context here in a moment. Uh, but, but that sounds good, doesn't it? The peace that, that passes or surpasses all understanding. Um, you know, we have all this worry and stress on us. And Paul says that we can have a peace uh, that is so great, it just... It just goes beyond what we're able to comprehend. Um, and we can have this living in our hearts, guarding our hearts and our minds. But of course, the question is, how do we obtain it? That, that's what we want, but how do we get it? Um, so let's look at the, the verses together that surround uh, this piece. And, and they're going to represent four things. The first one is that we celebrate. Uh, verse 4 um, says rejoice in the Lord again I will say rejoice 
one of the ways that we combat stress and anxiety is to take is to deliberately celebrate the good things in life. Um, not everything is good, and, and there are things that legitimately we should worry about. But when the good things come, let's rejoice. Let's celebrate those things. Uh, let, let the joy that God wants us to have uh, permeate into our, into our lives uh, and hopefully come out of us toward others so that others can see that happiness in us. And then, so celebrate and then ask God for help. Uh, verses... Uh, 5 and 6, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Uh, when we don't have something that we feel that we need, uh, one of the things that we should always do is ask God, now, who is a liberal giver, who wants good things for us, who cares for us, uh, and, and is willing to do uh, great things for us. So we celebrate the good things, and then those things that we feel like we need that would enhance our lives, we ask God for those, understanding that He, that he knows better than we do. And sometimes the things, the things that we ask for, He knows better than to give them to us. Just like a parent knows better than to give uh, his or her child everything that they ask for because there are times when that child doesn't, doesn't understand. Um, and later on, we'll look back and we'll say, okay, well, I, I get it now. Or, uh, and sometimes maybe not. Uh, but God certainly does understand those things that he decides to bless us with or give us and those that he withholds from us. The third thing is that we leave our concerns with God. Uh, Paul uses a phrase here that, that's really important. Um, he uses the words with thanksgiving when talking about the prayers that we offer to him in verse 6. Uh, leaving our concerns with God is, is rooted in learning to be thankful. Um, like, the, like the first thing that we mentioned, when we remember the blessings that God has given us, it helps us to learn to be content with what we have rather than always longing for something else. Um, I've probably told the story before about my, my history with vehicles, and um, I've, I've probably traded uh, 100 more vehicles than I should have uh, through the years. And, and part of it was just not learning to be content. There was always something about this car or that. And now, mind you, I haven't had wonderful cars, but I've had a lot of different old cars. Um, but, you know, we get, into that, we get into that mindset sometimes. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's just in life in general where we, we always are looking for, well, this would be better. Or maybe it would be better if I had. Or maybe I could do this if I were able to, you know, to change this about myself or about my life. And learning to be thankful with what we, for what we have uh, is a very important lesson uh, for us to learn. Look what Paul said later in chapter 4 verses 11 through 13 he says for I've learned in whatever situation I am in to be content I know how to be brought lower and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need and and here 
uh, Paul, it's almost as if he, he has you lean in. And, you know, when it, someone tells a secret they, you know, that they maybe don't want everyone to know, they, they come close and they tell you. And maybe, maybe that's kind of the, the, the image here of Paul leaning in and saying, the secret to being content is Jesus. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who, who gives me strength. Paul says the secret to being content, the secret to being happy with what you have is understanding that Christ is enough. There's not enough stuff that we could worry, you know, the, these things, these, these concerns of the world. There's not enough of that to equal contentment. And if that's what we're searching for, and he wants us to know that that's not ever, that hole's not ever going to be filled. That void will always be there. But not if we fill it with Christ. Not if our, uh, our uh, life goal and our mission is to love and serve him. Uh, when we find that place in our lives, um, we can find contentment. I need Christ. I don't need anything else. And we have his, his loving concern, his listening ear, his steady and strong hand, his wisdom, his, his forgiveness, and his unending, unwavering love. And those things are without comparison. Those are, are invaluable gifts that, that God has offered to us. Um, and so Paul would say, if you want to eliminate stress or if you want to lower your anxiety level um, count your blessings and then the fourth thing is to meditate on good things um, chapter 4 verse, verse 8 of Philippians finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there is any excellence if there is anything worthy of praise think about these things. And I can't say that enough uh, that we focus on and rejoice over the good things in life. They are there, aren't they? Even, even in those darkest times, even when our worlds have crashed down upon us, we can find uh, things for which to be thankful. And uh, it's those things that can uh, lift our spirits enough to allow God to, uh, to continue to work on us and continue to mold us uh, into uh, what, he's, what he is making out of us. But think about positive thoughts. Fill your minds as much as possible with those things, and it leaves a little less room, perhaps, for worry. And Paul says, if you want the peace of God that surpasses all understanding... Um, uh, then you must be calm, and, and uh, calm is uh, calm is spelled out with the things that we've we've talked about over the last few minutes. To celebrate, ask God for help, to leave your concerns with God, and then meditate on these good things. This leads to a feeling of the peace of God in in your life. Um, you know any distractions, any uh, anxieties that we can eliminate. Um, I believe you know, we'll, we'll find ourselves becoming less stressed, less distracted, more focused 
on the things of life that, that really matter. So back to the soils. If we want to be the good soil, remember uh, that uh, the seed was strewn over all the different kinds of soils. Uh, and the good soil was that uh, that received the word and that that plant sprouted and it flourished because it, it was received with gladness. And if we want to be that good soil, we have to do our best to clear our minds of distractions that would uh, get rid of that seed or would, would kill that good thing in our lives. A good farmer understands that in order uh, for his field to yield its full potential, a lot of di different things have to be done. The rocks removed from the soil, the weeds cleared before the seed can yield. Matthew 13, verse 23, as for what as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. But, but Jesus doesn't stop with, uh, with this, uh, this analogy. If you look at Matthew uh, 13, verses 24 uh, through 26... He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. See, the enemy comes along while the workers are asleep and plants weeds on purpose among the good, uh, the good plants among the crops. Our enemy, um, our spiritual enemy, the one who uh, wields powers over the darkness of this world. Now, he loves to plant distractions in our lives and among uh, the good things that we're trying to do. Satan realizes that uh, he can't take the seed away. He can't rip the word from us but he can add things to us, put things before us that he hopes will take away what God has given us and what he wants us to have. And so these distractions are born and, and, and we find it harder and harder uh, the more that he puts before us. So one of the things that Satan loves to do is, is plant these distractions uh, so that we no longer have, have time for God. Um, and that's one of the big ways that he's doing that these days. Uh, he makes us so busy, uh, and often we're not accomplishing what, what we want to accomplish, but we're, we're busier and busier, um, and, and we don't have time for God. So, you know, we can't focus. The easiest way for Satan to get us to plant uh, more distractions, you know, the easier, easiest way for him to get us to lose our focus is to get us to allow him to plant more distractions and us to willingly put more things on our plates so that we don't have time and so that we, we grow weary. Um, but so that we don't fall asleep, we have to be continually taking care of our garden, of our life. Um, 
we have to constantly be looking for the weeds and uprooting them. And the analogy could go on and on, but you know, the, the earlier you pull those weeds out, the better. Um, but so many of us are, are dealing with distractions that have been there for, for so long. But even those, even those, God is capable of helping us uh, uproot those and get uh, to where he wants us to be and where we need to be. So what is your distraction? What are your distractions? Um, are you letting the devil plant these distractions in your life to the extent that you're unable uh, to focus on the things that are important? Maybe you are and, and maybe you're here tonight and you need uh, encouragement. Uh, we would love to help you with that. Uh, even if it's just a pat on the back and a hug and, and uh, you just need a prayer We'd be happy to do that, but it, maybe you're not a Christian and you're, you're overwhelmed with worries um, and you, you just need uh, Christ in your life. You need Him to be there so that you can weed out uh, those things and you can take out the distractions and allow that Word to flourish in your life. Um, then upon faith and repentance, baptism is necessary for the remission of sins uh, and, and we're able and willing to help you uh, with that also tonight. But we love you and we want you uh, more than anything to go to heaven. Uh, if, we, if we have everything and we miss heaven, then we've missed everything that really matters. If you have any need, won't you come now as we stand and sing together?